Greetings, family. Today we're going to be reading uh, the prayer of Jabez, chapter 6, which I promised you that I would finish the book, and then I would put it all together in one format so you can listen to it on a one sitting. We pray that you go out and you buy Bruce Wilkinson's New York bestseller, Breaking Through to the Blessed Life, The Prayer of Jabez, little small book. It takes you about, I don't know, an hour to read it. I'm taking a month. (laughs) Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your great love. Thank you that you instruct us in all of our days and show us which way to go and move and have and read, Lord, for your glory. Lord, all that you are, Lord, all that I am, it is the grace of God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for your endless grace of God, grace I can never repay. Thank you for the peaceful, Lord God, of, of your meadows, Lord God, and the peacefulness of your great love, Lord. Thank you, Father, for embracing our lives with the grace of God. Thank you for your grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to God's Honor Road, Chapter 6. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Do you think God has favorites? Certainly God makes his love available to all. And Jesus came to earth so that whosoever might call on his name and be saved. But Jabez, whose prayer earned him a more honorable award from God, might have made the case that God does have favorites. His experience taught him that equal access to God's favor does not add up to equal reward. What happened to some of the other names along with him in Chronicles? Idbash, Heseliponi, and Anub, for example? What honors and awards did they get from God? Simply put, God's favors those who ask. Again, if you ask, God will favor you. He holds back nothing from those who want and earnestly long for what he wants. To say that you want to be more honorable in God's eye is not arrogance or self-centeredness. More honorable describes what God thinks. It's not credit we take for ourselves. You would be given in to a carnal impulse if you were trying to outdo someone else. But you are living in the spirit when you strive to receive God's highest reward. I press toward the goal for the prize, Paul wrote in his last epistle, Philippians 3.14. And he looked forward to the day he could give an account for what he had done. 2 Corinthians 5.9-10 The sorrowful alternative does not appeal to me. I don't want to get, get to heaven and hear God say, Let's look at your life, Bruce. Let me show you what I wanted for you and tried repeatedly to accomplish through you. But you wouldn't let me. What a travesty. Travesty. I noticed that winning honor nearly always means leaving meotic expectations and comfortable assumptions behind. But in this case, it has very little to do with talent. How encouraging it is to find very few super saints listed among those God has placed on his honor roll. Hebrews 11. They are mostly ordinary, easy to overlook people who had faith in an extraordinary, miraculous God and stepped out to act on that faith. What they discovered was a life marked by God's blessings. 
supernatural provision and divine leading at the very moment they needed it. At the very moment they needed them. God's hand on me now. I think the immediacy, the nowness of service, God is one of the most exciting aspects of living for God's honor role. You start to thrive in the presence to a degree most Christians have never thought possible. Think about it. How would your day unfold if you believe that God wants your borders expanded at all times with every person and if you were confident that God's powerful hand is directing you even as you minister? During the past five years, I've been putting that belief to a very specific test. Often with astounding results, I ask the Lord for more ministry than follow, following the nudging of the Holy Spirit. I initiate a conversation with a person by asking a simple question. How can I help you? Let me give you an example. 